Rich, today we're talking with John Mitchell, and this may be one of the episodes that we've done in the last four seasons that can really change somebody's life. Two key scientific principles that he talks about, and he talks about a 12-minute-a-day plan that can be absolutely life-changing. I love the part where he even says, if you're a high performer, this is going to be life-changing, and if you're not a high performer, it'll just be interesting. Absolutely. John is a professor at the University of Texas where he teaches the secret to success. He's also the founder of thinkitbeit.com. This is one of these episodes, Rich, that I think is really going to live the test of time. Here's John Mitchell. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you looking to take your business to the next level? I'm sure you are. Listen up. The Entrepreneurs United Empowerment Experience is coming to Austin, Texas on October 2nd and the 4th, and you do not want to miss it. At this exclusive event limited to just 50 entrepreneurs, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other like-minded business owners and CEOs, learn from industry experts, and enjoy unique experiences that you will not find anywhere else. The Entrepreneurs United experience will leave you feeling inspired, energized, and ready to take on whatever opportunities and challenges come your way. So mark your calendars now for October 2nd and the 4th and join us at the Omni Barton Creek Resort in Austin, Texas. You will not regret it. Visit entrepreneursunited.us to learn more and secure your spot today. John, welcome to the Entrepreneurs United Podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. You're down in Austin, Texas. You're a professor at the University of Texas, but you found a secret to success is what I understand. Can you tell us more about your journey to finding that? Sure. I started my journey out as a CPA and became an entrepreneur when I was 30. But unfortunately, when I hit 50, I just wasn't as successful as I thought I should be. And I had really two goals in my life to make enough money so I didn't have to work and to find the woman of my dreams. And so at 50, I was just falling short on both of them. And on the money, I always made 200, 300,000 a year net. But at 50, yeah, I just did the math and realized that to have the exceptional life that I dreamed of, I had to start netting over a million dollars a year. And I know that sounds materialistic, but that's what I saw at 50. And then on the girl at 50, I'd never been married, although I got to say, I did a lot of interviewing. I called it interviewing. My friends called it begging. But anyway, I'm puzzled as to how I'm going to change things. And then, and I don't know, it's probably three months after I turned 50, it comes to me that maybe I should go find the top book in the world on success and apply that book literally word for word to my life. And it's a pretty good idea, right? And as I start doing a little research, I'm totally blown away by discovering that there's one book that's been read by 100 million people, and the next best-selling book on success has been read by less than 10 million people. And as you no doubt know, that book is Think and Grow Rich. I bet both of you have read this, right? Not only yes. have we read it, we actually mm -hmm. did a book review on Think and Grow Rich on this podcast because it was so instrumental. And we do a book review every month now, John. That was the first book we ever did. Wow. Wow. I am totally impressed. I tell you, you know, when I discovered that there's one book that's the top book in the world on success by a factor of 10, I'm like, boy, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And the next day I was like a heat seeking missile. I went to the bookstore and bought the book and read the book. But then I saw the problem. The book says there's a secret for creating success, but the author only gives us half of the secret. 
And it's on the reader to figure out the other half. And of course, I'm like, oh, great. I'm disappointed. And I mope around for a couple of weeks. And then one day I just get up and I go, John, come on, just man up, figure out the full secret. And so over the next couple of months, I just immerse myself in the book and I read it night and day and probably read it 20 times. And what emerged was I figured out the full secret and a 12 minute a day technique to apply it. And quickly my income started doubling in a new company I was starting in the reverse mortgage field. And to the point where four years later, I was netting $5 million a year, which was 25 times over what I'd ever made in the prior 20 years. And so, of course, I felt so totally blessed. But what was cool is I could see why it was all happening. I was just playing the game of life at a higher level, and I could feel it. And I could just do things I couldn't do before. And I just became fascinated by the fact that you could take two key scientific principles and apply them to your life and so materially impact your income and your outcomes. And so that's essentially my story. But if I could, I explain why this 12 minute a day technique works. Yeah, please. So here's, it's really three things. This is why it works. First, it focuses you only on what moves the needle. All distractions fall by the wayside. And secondly, it literally triples your discipline. And third, you have a, just a level of control over yourself beyond what you've ever experienced before. And I really felt like I had a super power because I had. The right actions were happening automatically without thinking because I had rewired my autopilot. And then as to maybe credibility, when I told my story to the former chancellor and president, here at the University of Texas nine years ago, he said, hey, you got to teach this at the University of Texas, and why don't we teach it together? And that sort of led to my uh, teaching my methodology to the athletic director, which then led to be for me to become the mental coach for the 17 head coaches at the University of Texas. And so today I teach my methodology primarily to athletes and high achiever entrepreneurs and just show them how to play the game of life at 100% instead of 20% as most people do by leveraging themselves through science. Excellent. Can you share the two key scientific principles? Sure. I guess the first one is that we're all innately wired for survival, which, which causes us to be fear-based and reactive. In fact, it causes... 90% of your thoughts be fear-based and and you're reactive rather than proactive. And if you think about this, that was good 5,000 years ago when you had a thread around every corner, but it's it's not how you want to be. You don't want to be fear-based. You don't want to be reactive in the modern world. And, and sort of the other key factor is that 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. Sometimes people question that, but literally you can Google it and ask that very question, what percentage of a person's daily actions are unconscious? And you'll discover that it says 95% in big dark letters. And so when you take those two factors together, what you realize is that when you open your eyes each morning, hey, you're on autopilot most of the day, innately wired to be fear-based and reactive. 
which is exactly the opposite of how you need to be if you want to be productive, creative, and happy. Because, you know, when you really break it down, that your daily actions determine your success in life, the cumulative effect of your daily actions in each area of your life, your career, your marriage, your health, is determined by your daily actions. And if 95% of your daily actions are unconscious, then you don't directly control them. You control your intentions. That's the significant thing to understand. You control your intentions. But you can rewire your autopilot so it overrides being wired for survival and wire your fo- yourself for success. And that's what the 12-minute day technique does. You'd use the words productive, creative, and happy. Are those words something? Were you just talking off the cuff, or are those categorized as something in your methodology? Probably more talking off the cuff. One of the things, this is all about proactively and with intention influencing the subconscious mind, which is exactly what Thinking Grow Rich is about, but you don't hear a lot of people say that. And maybe the reason is that Napoleon Hill didn't give people a way to do it. He talked about how it's the key to success, but he didn't give people a way to proactively influence their subconscious mind. And and so I think that's the, the key thing about it. Okay. And you've said a couple of times you have a 12-minute day a day technique. Would you share some of that with us? Absolutely. Let me, if you don't mind, can I give you a little more of the backstory that that will make you understand this a little better? So when I was 50, as I said, I just wasn't happy with my life. But the other thing that was going on in my life was my mom was dying of pancreatic cancer. And so I'm living in Dallas. And every day after work, I go and see her and hold her hand, love on her. And then I'd go in the cold, dark parking lot of the hospital and just cry my eyes out for 30, 45 minutes every night. And this is going on for like six weeks. And I'm like, obviously, I'm feeling the loss of my or the impending loss of my mom. But I knew that there was something much deeper because I'd never experienced crying every night for 45 minutes. Something was going on. and I. As I thought about it, I realized I felt like I was letting my mom down with my life. My mom and dad gave me all the advantages. They sent me to Jesuit High School in Dallas, sent me to the University of Texas here in Austin, didn't have to pay for a thing. And at 50, all I had to show for my life was an average life. And I hated the average life because I just knew I was capable of so much more. And it's interesting, though, that intense feeling of letting my mom down was like rocket fuel and causing me to go deeper into thinking grow rich than anybody on the planet, in my opinion. And and in terms of, you know, really discovering the full secret, I, I mean, I remember this like it was yesterday. It was during this time and I'd gone to see my mom in the hospital and love on her, go in the hospital parking lot, cry my eyes out as usual. And this is maybe six weeks in. 
to this. And I remember this night it was snowing, which up where you guys are, it snows a lot. But in, in Dallas, it doesn't snow that often. So it just felt different. And I stopped crying and I'm driving home and I'm seeing the big snowflakes hitting my windshield and I get home and I pick up Think and Grow Rich. I'm thinking, I'm going to read a little before I go to bed. And I read in there that your daily actions determine your success in life. Just like I said a minute ago, that the cumulative effect of your daily actions determine your success in each area of your life. And I'm like, yeah, I buy that. I never really thought about it like that, but okay. And then I read, like I said, 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. I'm like, that's interesting. And so now I'm ready to go to bed. And so I put the book down, brush my teeth, wash my face, get in bed. And I'm laying there. And I keep on thinking, 95% of my daily actions are unconscious. Wow. If those daily actions are what determine my success, I don't control my daily actions. And like I said, I discovered in that moment, oh, I control my intentions. I knew I controlled something. I just didn't. I Before, I assumed I controlled my daily actions. And in that moment, I realized the false belief that was running my life was the problem, that I thought I controlled my daily actions, but I really only controlled my intentions. And to up my success, I had to gain control of my unconscious daily actions by essentially rewiring my autopilot. And so as that all comes together, then the full secret of thinking grow rich comes to me. And the full secret is what you envision in detail with emotion on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And I'll say that again, what you envision in detail with emotion on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. And what that really means is you take your life and create immense intention and clarity, exactly the person you want to be, exactly what you want to accomplish, and precisely how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals. And so once you've created that, that clarity, the, it's basically a three-step process. You create the clarity first. Then you put it on a template that I created that does a couple of things. It makes it succinct enough so it only takes 12 minutes a day to read, but it also applies a lot of the science of the subconscious mind. How you say things is important. It, it, the subconscious mind only responds to things that are specific. And so once you get it on the template, then you read it and it takes 12 minutes a day. And after about 21 days, suddenly the right the right actions start happening automatically without thinking and it it happens and i see it consistently with myself and my clients that it's always around that 21st day that it's a light goes on in your head where you start seeing that what you're feeding yourself each morning is showing up automatically without thinking and once you experience it you realize you now have a superpower. It's pretty powerful. John, I love it. I mentioned this to you before, but we definitely need to get together in October when we're down in Austin. 
Absolutely. Uh, love to. So much in common. I love the messages that you're bringing. I want to give you a couple of examples that as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. After reading the book, and it wasn't directly as a result of reading the book, there was other influences. And then people that listen to this podcast have heard this story before, but I want to share it with you. I was ready to settle down and find somebody. I was done with my roaring 20s. And I'm like, hey, I want to find somebody for me. And how and old were you? I was 20, exactly. It was, a two th- it was Y2K. So the clock had just turned 2000. So I was like late 20s. Okay. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I want to try to start finding somebody for me. And I took out my daily planner. And at the time, it really wasn't on your phone. It was on a daily right. planner. And I started writing all the things I was looking for in a significant other. And I came up with 34 things. Uh, very specific. And I just left it in my daily planner. I didn't do what you said, which was envision it with passion every single day. But I really put a lot of thought into it and put it down. And I didn't go around all the bars going, oh, there's somebody that's exactly the 34. Or there. Right. I didn't know. Put it away. Sure enough, a year later, year and a half later, I met somebody and uh, I was dating her for a few months and found the piece of paper. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she actually had 33 of the 34 things I was looking for. I wow. ended up marrying her. We've been married now for almost 20 years, two kids, but it was exactly that principle. I knew exactly what I was, what I wanted and anything beyond what I exactly wanted was going to work. And I'll give you the second scenario, which will relate to you. And I want to dive into this with you a little bit more. I had built a company for over 15 years. It was a pretty large business. I felt invincible. I felt I was on top of the world. Lost everything. Yeah. Lost everything. Brought in some investors. First thing that was got the door was me. Just lost the whole thing and had to regroup myself here in 2019 and really spent a lot of time envisioning what did I want to create? What did I want to succeed with? And I had another firm that I was an owner in, investor and owner in. And we, in 2022, built that firm to be a $100 million contracting company in the United States. Wow. And it was a lot of the same exact principles, but it's the same journey. I wasn't where I wanted to be with an entrepreneur at one point, and I wasn't where I wanted to be with a significant other at one point. Maybe there were different points for me. Yours were at the same exact point, but the same principles applied. So right. we're brothers from a different mother. We need to really connect. But what you didn't share that I want to dive into for the entrepreneurs listening to this is the journey of your entrepreneurial route. Right. Because you were an entrepreneur. You were a CPA. You then right. decided to be an entrepreneur. And then for some reason, being an entrepreneur wasn't what it was all cracked up to be for some reason. Can you talk to us a little bit about that journey? You're an entrepreneur, but you're really not achieving the success and wealth and freedom that you're looking to create from entrepreneurism. You were doing okay. You were making good money in the grand scheme, but you hadn't achieved that, that level of wealth and freedom you envisioned. Can you tell me a little bit about that path as an entrepreneur? What were you doing exactly? And how did you make that pivot from an entrepreneurial perspective beyond the think and grow rich concepts. Like I said, at 30, it just, and this was some of the, those decade birthdays, 30 and 50, as I look back on it. But I'm like, I, th- I look back on it. I think back on some of the bosses I had in my 20s, and I didn't like them. And I damn sure didn't like my future being controlled by them. And, and I just realized I, I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to be an accountant. And by the grace of God. I quit my job as a as a, an accountant, and I come across a real estate development deal around a sort of a tax shelter deal, building basically fourplex apartments, and I jump into that, and it's a great idea. 
and the stars were aligned. It was way more the stars were aligned than me being all that sharp. Yes, I had a good idea. I was still pretty, pretty raw and it worked. And so I make a lot of money back then, maybe half a million dollars. And, and I was coming from making $30,000 a year as a CPA. So that launches me into ultimately doing land syndications. And then I owned a bank with a, a, a buddy of mine. We had 20 investors, but he and I were the main guys. And then that led to buying a, a restaurant in Dallas that ultimately became most romantic restaurant in Dallas, which was a fun experience, especially being single. And then it rolled into, I got into children's books, publishing children's books. And then it rolled into being in the automotive industry. And that's what, and that was the industry I was in before I got into the reverse mortgage business. But that's, that was a journey, like seven different businesses in my thirties and forties. Yep. So you have this pivot moment uh, in your 50s where where I'm not where I want to be and you start the reverse mortgage business. Is there anything you change from your entrepreneurial leadership or strategy or anything specific beyond the mind envisioning where you wanted to go that you didn't do prior? Great question. I just, I saw that the, that I was in just in this zone of making 200 to 300,000, almost no matter what business I was in. And so I saw that the problem had to be me. It wasn't necessarily the business. It had to be sort of me. And I also saw that I was so busy that I didn't have time for personal growth. That would be a problem. At 50, I'm like, John, maybe that's part of your problem right there. And and as I was developing this 12-minute-a-day technique, I developed a very efficient system for personal growth, whereas it was both consistent and strategic relative to what you want to accomplish. And, and because I had this much higher level of control over myself, I could create that consistent personal growth in a way that I struggled to in my 30s and 40s. Very interesting. Yeah, I really love what you said, too busy for personal growth. I mentioned to you earlier, and I'll mention it again, we're bringing together some entrepreneurs in October in Austin for exactly that purpose. Right, Invest right. in your personal growth and your development. And it's interesting, I've been talking to a few individuals recently that we're inviting to come down. And one of the responses I get the most is, ah, I'm really busy. I'm really busy that time of year. And that's the thing that's missing is the sharpening of that saw moment for us entrepreneurs which is another reason why we need to introduce you to a lot of our entrepreneurs in Austin, because I think that's what people need to hear at these types of events when you bring entrepreneurs together is what do I need to do to sharpen my saw for personal growth to unleash? The word I keep thinking about is unleash. You unleashed yourself to say, no, this 200 to 300 is no longer acceptable. It's no longer where I want to be. And you opened that mind. You unleashed your mind to go get it. And I think I understand what you envision in detail with emotion is what shows up in your life. And now I'm a little curious, and I'm sure Rich is too. Rich is begging to ask this question. What exactly is the 12-minute technique in this template you're talking about? Basically, again, you're taking the succinct articulation of your life, exactly the person you want to be, what you want to accomplish, and how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals. And the template basically is has five areas of your life, yourself, 
your health, your marriage or romantic relationship, your spirituality, and your career. And so, like on the front, it's essentially two pages. On the front is the ideal you in those five key areas. And then on the back is the improvements you want in each of those five areas, along with your three goals for the quarter. You're essentially living your life quarter by quarter. And so you'll have a goal for your career, your goal for your marriage, goal for your health. And you'll define here is the goal. Here's the why behind the goal. Here's the four or five key behaviors associated with the goal. And here's the time frame. Time frame is basically always the end of the quarter, but also how you're going to measure it. And I know your your entrepreneur audience will find this interesting. In On this template, I'm defining like six key things about your business. What's your succinct business plan? What's your strategy for success? What's the two or three things that move the needle? Where do you want to be three years from now? What are the milestones to get there? And what is the linchpin issue to get there? And so many entrepreneurs have a business plan that they never look at. When you're feeding all that stuff to yourself every day, you're understanding your yourself, your life, your business at a much, much deeper level. And this causes the template changes as you change and it evolves. You can see it's not hard to connect the dots. When you're feeding the succinct articulation of how you want to be in each area of your life and you're reading it to yourself every day, of course it impacts your daily actions. How could it not? And then those improved daily actions creates a life you want. It's This is so simple it hurts. John, you said something about people not having the time. And this happened probably three or four years ago. I decide I'm going to go see Darren Hardy. You know who Darren Hardy is? Yep. He does you know, that Darren Daly video. Arguably the top expert in the world on success. He's got four the compound years. effect. I think that's a book right. of his. Yep. And so I'm thinking four years ago, I'm going to go find the top expert in the world on success, and I'm going to show him or her what I created and see what they think. Is there something similar to it? Are there flaws in it? You know, what it just valuable third-party opinion from an expert. So I write a big check, spend three days with Darren in California, take my wife, who, by the way, I met through using this methodology. But so we're with Darren, and I show him the template, I explain it to him. He says, John, people aren't going to spend 12 minutes a day on this. And I'm like, Darren, what do you mean they're not going to spend 12 minutes a day? This 25x my income, Time Magazine did a cover story on the science behind it. And we're applying the central concept of the top book of the world on success to people's lives. What do you mean they're not going to spend 12 friggin' minutes a day on this? And he goes, John, you're new to the success business. He says, for most people, more success is merely a preference, merely a preference. And he says, you have to find people where success is a necessity. And he says, you're talking about 2% of the population. And at the time, I'm like, hey, this is for everybody. Everybody wants to be more successful. Every, this is for everybody. And I'm telling you, 
that has proved to be so true and it profoundly changed how I share this with the world and who I share it with. Because usually when I'd ask your audience, do you consider yourself a high achiever? I know just from the vibe with you guys, you guys are high achievers and you see yourself as high achievers, right? Absolutely. People that are high achievers find, I think, what I have life-changing. People that are not high achievers find it interesting. And to your point, when you talk to people about coming to your event in October and they don't have the time, they're not high achievers. It's just that simple. I'd love to recap real quick what I heard from you. And I believe my hand worked as quickly as my ears did, but we'll see. So in this template, that's the 12 minutes a day to read it. It includes five sections, self, health, marriage, spirituality, and career. In each of those, you look at a goal, the why, the behaviors, and how do you measure success on a quarterly basis for the upcoming quarter. And you further broke down with career, there are six subcategories you have people look at, plan, strategy. I have move, but I can't read what I wrote next. What was that, what was that third part? Uh, three plan, things strategy. that move the needle. Move the needle. And then you've got a three-year plan, milestones to it, and a linchpin issue. So first, I just want to start by validating, did I capture what you communicated there? Yes. And I'm going to make it really easy for you because I have a gift for you guys. I just did a nine-minute video for YouTube that explains all that in nine minutes. It shows the template. It really gets into it. And because I wanted to have something that was succinct enough that it doesn't take a long time to to watch and so I created it really is maybe my gift to the world if the world will accept this gift but in fact I find it more valuable than me going and creating my own book why not just do a nine-minute video that explains how to apply the top book in the world on success that's very appreciated yeah I'd love to get that and love to post that when we post this uh, and the clips of it on LinkedIn as well. How many people have you worked with lifetime ballpark on using this template? I'd say probably 200. And to put this in perspective, this has been basically a nine-year journey for me since I sold my company and started sharing this with the world. And about four years ago, I meet a, a lady in Seattle that I was on her podcast. She wants to do it. It transformed her life and took her to, from low six figures to seven figures a year. And we became partners. And as we were doing this and we created an online course, and of course, I didn't need the money. I wasn't, I wasn't pressed to go and create a money-making venture. And we so we thought, okay, let's document success with entrepreneurs and let's get about 10 of them and show that this really works. And then when it works, let's go and have a film crew interview them and document it. And so once we hit this critical mass, which happened about a year ago, 
candidly, one of the things that was evolving in my life was I mentioned that I taught this methodology to the athletic director at the University of Texas. And if you don't mind me bragging about the University of Texas, Texas is the biggest brand in college sports. It takes in more money than Notre Dame or Ohio State. And he, the athletic director, Chris Delconti, is the highest paid athletic director in the country. And so I, I teach him the methodology and, and he likes it. And what's evolved over the last year or so, he says, I want you to teach this to all our 800 athletes at the University of Texas. And, and now through a relationship I have, this may evolve to USC. And athletes are interesting because they're the highest achievers on, the, on campus. Again, this is not for everybody. It's for the high achievers. And so, so where I am today is I, te- I got a, a big plate. And so I'm teaching it to athletes and I teach it to entrepreneurs that qualify. And what that really means is uh, they got to be netting 200 grand a year minimum. And I just make a simple promise to them. If I can't double your income within a year, I'll give you your money back. And typically I'll charge them 25 grand. And when you do out the math, it's a 35 to 40 return on an investment. And you know, that's basically my life, teaching it to entrepreneurs under that guaranteed arrangement and teaching it to athletes. And if somebody wants to do it, an entrepreneur, I make them come to my house and hang out with me for a day. And I got to feel like the vibe is good and they're the right person. What's your vision? It's been 200 entrepreneurs, it sounds like. You have 800 athletes. You have 17 coaches. What is your vision on how many people you would like to impact with this? Rich, that's a great question. I I know I have something that changes the world, but uh, I also see that if I wanted to go after entrepreneurs, the market is so cluttered with all sorts of things that from a marketing standpoint, what has evolved with me is if I find an influencer that has three or four million people, like I've got a couple of people I'm talking to, I may share it with them and break through the clutter and impact the world that way for basically entrepreneurs. But maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. The probably the easier way is through the athletic programs because here's what's fascinating to me the purpose of college is to prepare kids for the real world, except that it doesn't do that. And but the big athletic programs like the University of Texas, like Ohio State, have embraced that challenge. And when I got involved with it originally a year or so ago, they were all focused on helping the athletes get their first job. And I'm like, whoa, why don't we make, why don't we teach athletes how to have the exceptional life instead of the average life? Let's expand that vision by a factor of 10. And so I said, let's teach them leadership of self, which means having the attitude that I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. Let's teach them personal responsibility, which means never being a victim always owning your results. And if you don't like your results, change your behaviors. And let's teach them my 12-minute-a-day methodology 
and six high performance skills that are critical in the real world. And so that's to the long answer to your short question is that's my vision is to make the University of Texas the gold standard for preparing its athletes for the for the real world, but also sharing it with other universities. From my work as a mental coach at the University of Texas, I've had the good fortune of meeting the top sports psychologists in, in the world, and one of them works with USC, and so that's evolving. We'll see what happens. My next question is at the risk of uncomfortably pinning you down. Because you said one of the things is great specificity. I asked about your vision. I'm not sure I got great specificity there. So let me be more detailed. In your current template that you have filled out for yourself, that right. you spend 10 minutes or 12 minutes a day looking at, under career and three-year goal, what right. do you have there? In the three-year goal is to really teach this methodology to as many athletes as I possibly can, starting with the University of Texas. We got 900 athletes, and I can get all 900 of them done, but I would like to then expand it to other universities, and so that's part of it through probably doing a licensing arrangement, uh, because I'm just one guy, and the other thing is... I love my life and I don't work over 30 hours a week and I'm unwilling to do because money's not a factor. I, it, money does not move me at all. And that's, that's my vision. Thank uh, you. I love it. Yeah. And it's interesting. You said something before college doesn't prepare people for necessarily life. And if they do, they prepare you for an average life. Go to the career fair, get your W-2 income. And I love the fact that you're so pro-entrepreneurism as I am as well, which is that's the way I want my kids to, to be raised and grow and learn how to have a life of wealth and freedom and learn to be an entrepreneur and create for yourself and create for others. And I also love what you've talked about, which is those that are high achievers that do want to achieve greatness in a lot of ways, it's not just for themselves. It's for those that are on that journey with them. And that's a really big, important thing. So you can spread the message of this secret and what you're teaching people. You teach it to one person, but they can actually bring so many more people on the ride with them. So you are impacting a compounding effect, maybe the book that, the, that Rich right. mentioned earlier. I'll give an example of how this works because probably people are interested, but they give me a tangible example of this. Yep. And like I said, it's truly a superpower. And this happened maybe a year ago around Christmas, I have a client of mine that was up in Portland that brought his girlfriend down to San Antonio and they were hanging out and San Antonio is about an hour from Austin. And so I said, I'll meet you all for dinner. And so I tell my wife, let's go meet him for dinner. And so it's Christmas and we're out and about and I get Ginger to meet me at Starbucks at two o'clock and then we'd get in one car and drive to San Antonio. And so I get there a little early, and so I order a brownie. It's Christmas, what the heck? And so I start eating the brownie. And every day I feed to myself, I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth. Well, as I'm eating that brownie, I am aware of it, and I'm aware it doesn't taste very good, but I keep on eating it. Well, Ginge comes, we jump in my car, 
drive to San Antonio and I'm telling her, I go, boy, I don't feel very good. I've lost my appetite and I just don't feel very good. And so that night I get back home and I change one word, literally one word in the template from I'm aware of everything I put in my mouth to I evaluate everything I put in my mouth. The next night we go out and have dinner with her son and I order Mexican food. We're, we're eat, so I'm eating tacos. Order The tacos come and they're not very good. But except this time, I'm evaluating everything I'm putting in my mouth and I slide those tacos away, don't have another bite and don't even, I don't even realize I'm doing it. Again, remember 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. And that night when I was laying in bed, I'm like, if that's not a superpower, when you can get yourself to do the right actions automatically without thinking, that's a superpower. And I can show you examples in my marriage, in, in business, where the very same thing happens, where the right actions happen automatically. Once you've taken a, approximately 21 days to, to refine your, reprogram your subconscious mind. Hey, John, I'll say this. We've been doing this for about four years now, four seasons. A lot of guests really have made an impact to the entrepreneurs listening in a lot of different ways, productivity ways, things to do differently. This podcast, if someone really digests what's going on here and dives in, can really be life-changing. And I appreciate you sharing that. How can our guests get more if they want to learn more or access some of your tools and knowledge? Just my website, just it's thinkitbeit.com. My email address is john at thinkitbeit.com. So that's the way to do it. And like I said, I'll, I just did this video I'm proud of, and it really shows people in detail how this works. And I love entrepreneurs. I so value becoming an entrepreneur, as I know you guys do and everybody that's listening. But when I look back on my life, I'm like, boy, what a difference between working hard and working smarter because I worked harder than all my friends and, and when I hit 50 I'm like it's not working harder I can't work any harder but I damn sure can work smarter and I saw that I went from making 200 grand a year working 70 hours a work a week to making 5 million a year working 40 hours a week purely working smarter absolutely thanks for your time today John thanks for your impact Okay, thank you so much. Please stick around for a few more minutes while Rich and I break down this episode. Wow, Rich, I'm like fired up right now. Same, same. He's data backed, he's research backed, but the way he communicates things is easy to understand, but so impactful. He just has this, a unique style about him that really is magnetic. Yeah, I want our listeners to just hear something he said a little bit differently than the way he said it. This is not John's and John only's superpower. This is a superpower he can teach to others and coach others and mentor others so they can develop for themselves that superpower. And he'll put his money where his mouth is. He will give you back any coaching fees you pay him if you don't double your income in a year. Are you kidding me? I've never heard of such a thing. Have you? I've never heard it. 
And I believe it. This is somebody who's created success for themselves and wants to give back. And I really love Rich, what he's doing with athletes at the University of Texas. I think that's going to explode more and more of these young students, not just student athletes, but students are starting to understand that being an entrepreneur is where it's at. They just don't know where to start. They've been conditioned to go to the career fair, get a job and go get the real world where you can pay your bills and have a home and everything else. But I don't think the next generation wants that. I think things are going to get flipped on its head pretty quick. This daily actions determine success in life. And 95% of daily actions are unconscious. And when he revealed that to himself, he just couldn't get over it. And I got to say, in just reflecting on the conversation we just had, that is hard to get over. I believe daily actions determine success in life. Well, what else is going to determine success yeah. in life? I believe 95% of actions are unconscious. And his transition point of believing that he controlled daily actions and fighting that fight to believing that he controls his intentions. And now he finds it's no longer a fight. Now he gets to spend 12 minutes a day controlling his intention and things happen automatically instead of the grind against daily actions. His story is just, it's hard to get over. It's hard to let go of to go, wow, does he have something that we need to get into? So Rich, I've shared this with you. This is documented in our podcasts. When we do our annual reviews, year in review, and what are we expecting the next year? I shared with you, I think it was probably going into season two or season three. I can't remember that I was going to subscribe to the one thing method. Yep. And the way I did that was I broke it down. I have it in front of me. I just brought it up on my notepad was what are my life plan and goals? Very specific for the next 30 years, 10 years, five years, and one year. What is the one thing I want to accomplish in four categories? Not the five, but the four. It was health, family, financial, and career. And very similar. The difference is I don't read it every day for 12 minutes, and I don't ask myself the thought-provoking questions that I believe are in John Mitchell's template, but it was close. And ever since I created that plan that in this way, it's worked for me. Things have changed. And so I may not be there 100% where he's at, but imagine if I was able to get that additional superpower stuff that he has in his template with some of those yeah. questions, I'm in. You had the goal, a singular goal for multiple timelines yes. in four areas. In John's template, he would also have the why. Do you have the why? Uh, yes, I, I have a why for each year. Okay. So, I have a then, so next to the year, I have what's my one thing that I want to accomplish, which is basically my why. What is the yeah. one thing I want to accomplish in 30 years? And then in these four categories, what are the specifics? And then he identifies the behaviors. Have you done any of that work in identifying the behaviors associated with that goal? Loosely. I don't just okay. have the goal. I have a little bit of how I'm going to accomplish the goal, but it's loose. And then he's got a quarterly measurement. I assume you may not have that on it. Yeah. Interesting. Like his, where you got started, his further deepening that breakdown and then my assumption is you're reading all of that every single day. 
here's the goal. Here's why that's important to me. Here are the behaviors that are going to lead me to that goal. And here's how I know when I'm successful. It's a measurement of success. I can imagine, I've never done that. I can imagine reading that every day. According to John, it takes 21 days. And then things just start to happen and you reflect on it and go, oh my gosh, what I've been reading, that's happening. And it's effortless, he says. Yep. I will highlight, Rich, I don't know if you recall this. I actually bought the One Thing Daily Planner. Yes, I do remember And it was in that One Thing Daily Planner that I started this process. And in that Daily Planner, it did have a 90-day review and a 90-day reset. And I did it for that one year and then just said, I'm I'm not going to buy a Daily Planner. I'm just going to kind of do it my own way. And again, it's worked, but I could supercharge this if I do it a different way, I believe. And I'd like to learn how to do that. A lot of stuff there that I think with John... The science behind it is what I love the most, which is anybody could say, hey, I read the book Think and Grow Rich. All you need to do is envision what you want to achieve in life, and it's just going to happen. That's not the secret that has gotten him to now be working with the athletic director and all the coaches at the University of Texas and entrepreneurs. I just love the passion behind what he's doing. What you envision in detail with emotion on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. The part that we did not dig into that I'd love to have a follow-up conversation with him on is the emotion part. I feel like we got the blocking and tackling of the template and what goes in it, and you read it for 12 minutes a day. Okay, got it, check. That seems still very sterile as it relates to emotion. I'm wondering how he invokes emotion to this 12 minutes a day. And I'd love to follow up with him on that, potentially even at the retreat coming up. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if that's, is that meditation? Because you can read something, but you read it every single day for 12, I already know what I'm reading. So to your point, maybe it's just not reading it every for 12 minutes every day. Maybe it's reading it and doing something else with it that's part of the secret sauce that he teaches. So yeah, that's a really good catch that you have. And I think the big message here, Rich, is Don't be too busy for personal growth. This is an opportunity for everybody to sharpen their saw continuously. It's why we're bringing entrepreneurs to Austin in October, because these kinds of things can change your life, change your income, change so many things about where you want to go ultimately, what you envision for your life. So don't be too busy for personal growth.